Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today. We put together this special podcast for you to enjoy on the weekends. It features some of the best interviews we did on the radio show during the week. We get a bunch of great guests, and it's great for you to be able to hear them on this channel too. You can hear these interviews live during the week on your local radio station. You can find out where at Bongino.com. Just click on Station Finder. Before we get to that, let me get to one of our sponsors. If you've got a small business, inflation isn't doing you any favors right now. It's harder than ever to stay profitable. So if you're looking for a way to cut costs, mailing and shipping is a great place to start. Simply use Stamps.com to mail and ship and get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS and UPS. It's an easy way to keep more money in your pocket. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. They give you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And you get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS. Whether you're in office sending invoices, sending your products, or a warehouse shipping out truckloads of orders, Stamps.com is the mailing and shipping solution for you and your business. It seamlessly works with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. All you need is your regular computer and printer, no special supplies or equipment. You'll be up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Start mailing and shipping with Stamps.com and keep more money in your pocket every day. Sign up with promo code DAN for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter DAN, D-A-N. First up today, we talk with Dinesh D'Souza about his critically important new movie about the 2020 election called 2000 Mules. Please don't miss this. Check this out. You know, I love all our guests or else, you know, I wouldn't invite them on the show. I mean, we do have a no squish rule. But uh, I got to tell you, I have uh, the level of excitement over this interview is through the roof. Let's get right to it. Let's welcome back to the show uh, Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, welcome back to the show. Dan, it's a great pleasure. Great to be with you. Great to be with you, too. So, Dinesh, your new movie, 2000 Mules. I have seen the trailer on Rumble multiple times. I've probably watched it now four to five times. Folks, it's up on my True Social account. Uh, It's up in my newsletter today. I covered it in my podcast. This movie, Dinesh, looks to be just earth-shaking in some of the revelations. Tell us what you found out about the 2020 election, how you got this information, and what people can expect with this movie. Uh, Dan, I'm really excited. You know, I've made already five documentaries. This is number six, but this is far and away the biggest and the most important. Uh, Even my first film, which was enormously successful, was just nothing more than an attempt to sort of look behind the scenes at Obama. But this is about the giant issue that is on everybody's minds, which is what really happened in the 2020 election 
And for the first time, we're dealing with the, we're answering that question, not with suppositions or suspicions or even anomalies, not even with episodic fraud, like a a dead guy voted over here, this guy moved out of state, but rather an attempt to definitively establish coordinated, systematic fraud of a magnitude far greater than the difference between Trump and Biden in the 2020 election. It's stunning. I mean, the trailer, folks, I can't recommend it enough. Go to rumble.com, rumble.com. Go to 2000 Mules trailer. I'm linked to it on all my social sites. Dinesh, you show using, this is what I believe is government video, right? From government cameras. This isn't like Dinesh D'Souza's cell phone. You have video of what appear to be mules carrying multiple ballots to multiple drop boxes. And from what I've seen, some of these drops were at really odd after hours time. And then how did you connect it up with the cell phone data? Can you walk the audience through how you got that, made that connection and could track these people? Certainly. Uh, Now, the research was done by a voter integrity group that I want to credit called True the Vote, run by Catherine Engelbrecht and her partner, Greg Phillips. And so what these guys did was they bought the cell phone data from October 1 of 2020 through Election Day in uh, the five key states. And um, they bought 10 trillion pings of cell phone data. It's an incredible body of data. And then they searched that data for any cell phones that were moving in between these left-wing organizations on the one hand and making multiple stops at these mail-in drop boxes on the other. And in fact, they didn't even try to catch all the mules. They said, we're only going to look for people who went to five or more organizations to pick up ballots and then went to 10 or more drop boxes. So if a mule went to seven drop boxes, they wouldn't even count him. We're only talking about the most egregious mules. And we have at least 2,000 of those. The total number of mules is much, much greater. Uh, We're talking to Dinesh D'Souza, author of, uh, really, I think it's going to be the conservative movie of the year documentary. It's called 2,000 Mules. The trailer is available now on Rumble.com. Check it out. Dinesh, was all of this legal, given all the manipulative changes in the 2020 election due to the, uh, what they claim to be due to the uh, necessity to do it because of the COVID pandemic? Well, I'm sorry. Are you asking me, Dan, whether the, the obtaining of the geo-tracking evidence is legal or no, 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 whether no, what no, the, the mules did was legal? Yes, what the mules did was legal because there were so many. And I understand we're talking about multiple states. Obviously, each state's legislature has a right to draw up their own rules. But we had courts changing the rules in Pennsylvania at the last minute. So was this illegal in any states, these mules, the activity they were up to? The... The ballot trafficking that we describe in this movie is illegal in all the 50 states. I want to be really clear about this because there is a subtle but important distinction to be made between vote harvesting and ballot trafficking. So in certain states, California being a notable example, you are allowed to give your ballot to pretty much anyone to drop it off. And that's vote harvesting. In a a state like Georgia, you're allowed to give it to a family member or if you're confined in a facility to a caregiver. But that's it. But in no state are left-wing nonprofits, which, by the way, are supposed to stay out of the election business. In no state are left-wing nonprofits allowed to collect these ballots by the thousands and then pay mules to deliver them to to mail-in drop boxes. That is not legal in a single state.
We're talking to Dinesh D'Souza again, filmmaker, new movie, 2000 Mules. Dinesh, the video footage of the drop boxes, which you can see in the trailer, and you have a number of, of, of very well-known conservative figures in the movie. I saw some footage. I saw Dennis Prager in there and others. They, they, these are pretty sober, analytical, facts-driven people. You know, they're not by any means hysterics. And in the trailer, you can see their reaction to this footage. Um, this isn't out there, left field type conspiracy theory stuff. It's actual video footage married up with the cell phone data showing this activity. But just walk me through this again. How did you guys get the video footage of the drop boxes? Was that a FOIA? Were they state run cameras? Were, how did you get that? So the so True the Vote obtained that video through public information requests. We don't have video from all the five states, but we have video from at least three. And here's the remarkable thing. Normally, if you get this video, and there's four million minutes of video, you'd have no idea where to look to find these mules, right? Because it's such a vast expanse of footage. And so what True the Vote did is they used the geo-tracking, because the geo-tracking tells you, here's a guy moving between 10 different drop boxes. Let's just say in the middle of the night across four counties and then you go to the video and boom there he is so the geo tracking and the video work like the two sides of a scissors with one confirming and supporting the other Dinesh have any state AG's attorneys uh, general reached out to you uh, about this I mean this seems like the kind of thing where if it were a GOP scandal, which had led to the election of Donald Trump or re-election of Donald Trump, it would be the front page of every newspaper. You know, they'd be calling for the guillotine. Uh, how isn't this a bigger deal? I mean, you have the actual evidence in your film, 2000 Mules. The obvious next step is going to be, you know, look, we have the cell phone IDs of all these mules, and that is to say law enforcement can easily identify them, arrest them, demand, find out who paid you, who made you do this. And so this, this is a coordinated ring, Dan, right? I mean, there's no way that this could accidentally have occurred in all the key five states in heavily Democratic districts using left-wing organizations. This is all a planned and coordinated activity. So this is a huge story. And you're right. The big question now is, what is the GOP going to do? See, in a place like Georgia, right after the election, Brian Kemp, Raffensperger, they all came out and said the election is secure. The election is secure. Now they're going to see all this and they're going to be in a little bit of a difficult position. The position of the bank manager who had the bank robbed from under him and now has to either fess up or sort of dig in and pretend like, no, 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 no. Nobody robbed the bank. The money is, in fact, missing, but nothing went wrong here. So I'm going to be really curious to see how our own party, how the Republicans react to this. Dinesh, uh, I, I got another question for you, but I want to make sure the audience knows when, where, how, precisely how they can see uh, what I believe to be the most important film of the year so far. How can my audience get the film, see the film, support what you're doing? Please put that out there as far and wide as we can. So the movie comes out next week. That's the premiere week. Uh, we have uh, on May 2nd and May 4th, it's showing in 300 theaters at the 7 p.m. showing. So you can go to the website, and the website is just 2000mules.com, and find out, put in your state. It'll pull up where the theaters are playing near you. Buy your ticket. Go see it next week. 
We also have the movie. We are having a virtual premiere May 7th out of a studio in Vegas. You can essentially zoom in. So you buy a ticket, you zoom in, and it's going to be a screening of the movie, a live Q&A to follow. And then after that, the movie is going to be digitally available. Both Well, it's going to be available on the Rumble-owned platform called Locals. And it's also going to be available on SalemNow.com. Salem is the uh, Salem Media Company is kind of my partner in making this movie. And so their website, which is called SalemNow.com, you'll be able to watch the movie there. Okay, folks, that's a lot of options. I'm on Locals, too, so you can check it out. on the, Just download the Locals app. It's really simple. Dinesh, last question for you. And I understand you, again, being an analytical guy as well. It's impossible to prove a counterfactual. We get that. But... Given the bevy of new information we seem to have, and, and you can see in this, uh, you know, the bags and bags of, of ballots, would it be reasonable for a sane person like us to suggest this may have changed the outcome at a minimum in some of these states if this harvesting type activity you have on tape hadn't happened? Well, let me go much further than you, because this math is at, this electoral math is actually done very systematically in the movie. It's going to be mind blowing to people because I take what's called the conservative estimate and then the more accurate or broader estimate. The conservative estimate is kind of like this. If you go on your porch and turn on your flashlight, you see a bunch of ants and you can count them. But that's not all the ants on the porch. Right. So basically, we have two ways of looking at this. And I will just tell you that even in the most conservative way of looking at it, it will decisively alter the outcome of the 2020 election. Oh, my gosh, folks, please don't miss this. Uh, I, I've watched this trailer now at least four or five times today alone. It's, it's on my podcast today on Rumble. The full trailer is at Rumble.com. Go to 2000mules.com. Spread the word. Tell everybody you know. Do not let them silence what could be one of the biggest scandals in political history. What is one of the biggest scandals? Not could be. What is? Dinesh D'Souza, thanks for your time. We will be promoting this film heavily. Thanks for doing it. That's fantastic. Thank you, Dan. You got it, folks. Dinesh D'Souza, folks, he don't mess around. From Obama's America to now. Let me just tell you some quick story before I go. One of the great regrets of my lifetime. I run into Dinesh at CPAC, I don't know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. I forget what it was. And he's like, Dan, man, I really want you to be in my movie, Obama's America. <laughs> I forget. I forget to email him back. How did I forget that? What an idiot. Yes, when you do dumb stuff, call yourself out. So I am not in that movie, and it's my fault because I screwed it up. I never emailed him back. What a dope. Check out the movie, though, rumble.com, 2,000 mules. Watch the trailer. I have the link right up on my true social now. That was Dinesh D'Souza talking about a movie you can get tickets for right now at 2000mules.com. You need to see this and take friends with you. We've got another great interview coming up next with an elections expert, Hans von Spakovsky, with some critical information. But first, let me get to our next sponsor. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. 
That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, here's Hans von Spakovsky, a great guy who's forgotten more about elections than most of us will ever know, but he has a ton of information on voter fraud. We talked with him about this frightening plan Joe Biden has via executive order to mobilize the federal government to potentially interfere in another election. Have you heard about this? If you haven't, you're going to want to listen to this important conversation. All right, so this is a guy I've known for a long time. Good friend, good man, very smart. Hans von Spakovsky. He is a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, author of a book called Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. Very smart. I encourage you to listen to him. Hans, welcome to the show. Dan, thanks for having me on. It's great to, great to talk with you. Well, I know as I, I was kind of joking beforehand that you've probably forgotten more about cases of voter fraud than most <laughs> people know. You're like a library of this sad stain on our country that continues to happen. Uh, you know, you would think it would be a bipartisan endeavor to want to fight voter fraud and, and candidly Hans I don't care where it happens if it's a Republican or a Democrat they I don't want it I want stable fair free and open elections where it's easy to vote and hard to cheat so when I read this article in the Wall Street Journal about Joe Biden's executive order I was kind of stunned Hans that it had kind of slipped under my nose like I missed it and I was wondering how it's my job to catch this stuff it's called promoting access to voting and it sounds kind of benign, but the weird thing about it, Hans, is they won't answer any questions the Biden administration about exactly what they're doing. They're ignoring FOIA requests. What's going on here? What are what are they doing? And is this is this something nefarious? I'm afraid it very well may be. And in fact, I, I've given it a name. I think it's Zuck Bucks 2.0. Because remember <laughs> what happened at what happened in the 2020 election was, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and these other liberals funneled $450 million almost exclusively into big, democratic, uh, densely populated urban cities and areas to basically move the get out the vote campaign into government election offices, because that's where the money went. Well, the same people who engineered that are now in control in the Biden White House. And so Biden, almost as soon as he gets in, issues this executive order ordering all executive cabinet agencies and offices to prepare a plan to enhance uh, voter registration in the next election. And I think what they've done is basically now move the get out the vote campaign into uh, federal government offices. And Look, Dan, the, here's a problem with this, of course. And you look, you know this. Remember, when you were a Secret Service agent, you had to operate right under the Hatch Act. That's the act yeah. that says oh, yeah. that uh, federal employees and officials can't engage in political activity. But a lot of people have forgotten. The reason that law was passed in 1939 was because of uh, all these scandals. It turned out that in the 1938 congressional elections, you know, like the ones we have coming up, all these federal Roosevelt government officials, particularly in the Works Progress Administration, were using their power over uh, federal benefits, federal grants, and federal funding in places like Kentucky to tell the locals, hey, you want these benefits? You want these grants? You better, you better vote for the Democrats in the upcoming congressional races. And I fear that's what will happen here, because look, look at it this way. Um, 
the people who are most vulnerable in our society are the people who are applying to federal agencies for everything from Social Security benefits to veterans benefits. Uh, and they'll be told by the people they're dealing with, oh, by the way, you need to register to vote. Oh, and you need to vote in the upcoming election. Well, even if those election officials don't say it, I mean, those uh, federal officials don't say it. What is the what, what are these people supposed to think? Well, gosh, uh, yeah, I better register to vote. And boy, I better vote for the party in control of the White House, the Biden administration, because otherwise I might not get my benefit. Right. That's such a great point. And that, I mean, that seems fairly obvious. We're talking to Hans von Spakovsky, author of, of a book called Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. Hans, I mean, this is the kind of thing that just reeks of like Tammany Hall type stuff. I mean, cigar smoke filled rooms from like the 10s and the 20s um, before we at least tried to get our arms around political corruption with this executive order. If the Biden administration can move the money like the Zuckerbuck scandal into voter registration drives, one of the key questions, right, Hans, is where exactly are they doing this? I mean, it's fairly obvious to just look at the 2020 election data and go, okay, um, where was Democrat turnout the highest? Uh, it was highest in whatever, this area of, uh, you know, Western Illinois, whatever it is, Eastern Illinois, whatever it may be, right? Uh, let's go over there and let's go to the VA and make sure to set up a voter registration drive in that VA. I mean, it's such a blatant, obvious attempt to manipulate the election. Why do you think nobody else is talking about this but the journal and you? Well, because they've been very quiet about it. Um, you know, that executive order, uh, they told all these cabinet agencies, other offices, submit your plans to the White House by September. And yet um, none of those plans have been made public. Uh, not, it's not only that they're refusing FOIA requests. Listen, I know for a fact personally, because I've spoken to some of them, state secretaries of state. So these are the people in charge of running elections every state. They haven't been told what these federal agencies are going to do. They haven't been given information, which, of course, look, even if there's nothing nefarious about this, and I think there is, that's going to lead to all kinds of potential confusion and chaos as these federal agencies get involved in something they've never, ever done, which is which is voter registration. Oh, and by the way, Dan, um, this entire executive order is based on a complete and total lie. If you read the order, uh, Biden says he's doing it because of the uh, difficulties with voter registration and barriers to access to the polling places of, of voters, particularly people of color. There hasn't been any difficulties with voter registration. In fact, the Census Bureau, <laughs> the Census Bureau said that in the 2020 election, voter registration in this country was higher than in the prior five presidential elections and look you you keep your pulse on news across the country if there were barriers keeping people out of polling places i, I think we would have heard about it yeah I, I, hans i've said we're talking to hans von spakovsky from the heritage foundation i, I mean i've said repeatedly and i mean it sincerely i it's it, you know it's i don't do virtue signaling crap i don't have any time for it no need for it if you can point to me an area of the country where black or hispanic or you know, first generation, now American citizens, but say immigrants to this country are being prevented from voting. 
I don't really care or give a darn about what their political affiliation is. I'll be the first one out there, you know, on the front lines of that fight. You can't have a constitutional republic where people are prevented from voting who are entitled to for any reason outside of a legal one. Maybe they're a felon or whatever it may be. They're in, you know, in jail. But this, it, what's weird about this is the left keeps going back to these overtly racist appeals to destroy voter integrity laws. I, I say overtly racist, Hans, because if you said it about anything else, you rightfully so would be called a bigot and a racist. If I were to say to you, you know, Hans, um, there's a library in your neighborhood, but you have to be very careful when black people come in for a library card because they don't know how to fill out the application. You'd be horrified. You'd be like, I'm hanging up this phone right now. I'm, I don't talk to idiots. But yet that's what the left does with black voters. Oh, voter integrity measures. We can't do that. Black people don't know how to get on the internet. And I hear this stuff and I'm like, my God, like this is... This is 2022. People still talk like this on the left. It's horrifying. It, it is. It is patronizingly racist. And, you know, what's most interesting about this, Dan, is that um, their constituents don't agree with them. I mean, just on the issue of voter ID, where if you talk to progressive advocacy groups in Washington, if you talk to people like Chuck Schumer who say, oh, my gosh, voter ID laws, that they, they prevent uh, black Americans from voting, uh, Actually, the polling shows that Americans, no matter their race, no matter their party affiliation, all think voter ID. Yeah, of course. That's that's a right. common sense requirement. So they they disagree with what the leaders of uh, of the uh, Democratic Party are saying on it. And it's so strange because guys like you and me, well, you know, we're, we're we're conservatives. We're not liberals, but I I know you mean it like I do. Show me a case where someone who is black or Hispanic or Muslim or Jewish or whatever, you name some category and where they were prevented from voting illegally because of that, we will be, uh, we'll be the, I'll have you on the show and we can just decimate the people who did that. But they just, they can't seem to find these cases. They keep talking about this. Oh, black voters can't find a way to vote yet. They can't produce the cases. And some people at least keep falling for it. Hans, uh, last question for you. I let you go. I've been generous with your time. I'm talking to Hans von Spakovsky, author of the book. Our broken elections, how the left changed the way you vote. What do you make of a lot of these ballot box videos? You know, Dinesh D'Souza, I'm sure you know, he's got a movie coming out. I've seen a lot of video. It's, it's apparently uh, video footage from government recorded cameras. And uh, it appears, I, you know, I never jumped to conclusions. I, I like to do my homework. But Dinesh is a very methodical guy. And he has a bevy of videos here that appear to show uh, what looks like a lot of shenanigans at these ballot boxes. Hans, this was a terrible idea from the start, a ballot box. I mean, a really terrible idea. At least at a polling location, I see you. I know it's Hans von Spakowski voting coming in right there. If you're going to commit fraud, you got to do it in person. A ballot box, it's like an adding another element to an evidence chain, and it's just bound to cause problems. What do you, what do you make of the ballot boxes and, and this video coming out that's really disturbing? Oh, I think it, it, this needs to be seriously investigated because it raises all kinds of potential issues of fraud and ballot boxing and uh, ballot stuffing. And look, the easiest way to understand how stupid this is, is uh, all these people who are in favor of ballot boxes. If you said to them that the manager of a polling place at the end of the night was going to take the ballot box with all the ballots in it, walk instead of taking it downtown where it needs to be counted instead was going to go out and put it on the street 
unguarded, unsurveiled, and just wait for somebody, you know, at some point to come by and pick it up, take it down. Right. Somebody would say, you're crazy. You don't right. want to do that's that. That's nuts. That's what ballot, that's what unguarded un, un, uh, ballot boxes are. It's just, I, I know, it's, again, it's like the idea of people spouting off that black people can't get IDs. It's so ridiculous on its face. You know, you wonder, that's the same thing with ballot box. Yeah, let's put a box in the middle of nowhere uh, that where there's no no custody of anything, there's no chain of custody, and let's just let people vote and make the most important decisions in society via the box. It's just so absurd. Hans, uh, I got to run. Thank you so much for your time. You really are one of the finer uh, uh, experts on this matter. You know a lot about it, and we appreciate you spending some time with us. Thanks a lot. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. You got it, folks. That was Hans von Spakovsky. Good man. But there you go. This executive order, folks, huge deal. Hans von Spakovsky with some frightening information about Joe Biden's scheme to fix elections. Up next, we talk with Sheriff Bob Johnson. Remember him from Santa Rosa County, Florida? But first, let's talk to our, let's talk about our next sponsor. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Here's Sheriff Bob Johnson. Remember him? He went viral last week with a video telling residents what you should do if your home is burglarized and broken into. Now you're going to want to miss this interview. Check it out. All right, so you may have heard this viral speech uh, sometime this week from Sheriff Bob Johnson out in the panhandle of Florida, Santa Rosa County. But in case you missed it, Jim, you got that ready? I just wanted you to, a little quick reminder. This, <laughs> this was terrific. Check this out. And I want to say, uh, as to the person, we don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. Um, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Um, so whoever that was, <laughs> you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. And if you take that, you'll shoot a lot better, and hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. Man, if I was closer, I'd be headed to that gun safety class. Welcoming to the show for the first time. Man, you just heard Sheriff Bob Johnson from Santa Rosa County. Sheriff, thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to be here, Dan. So, Sheriff, uh, you're out there in the the great uh, blood-red politically panhandle. We love it out there. I spent some time out there myself. What happened? Uh, I didn't get, I, I only heard that portion of the speech. Did you guys find a body or was there a guy who was shot who came into the police station? How did this whole thing start? And did you expect this thing to go viral after you gave that speech? Well, you know, and if you watch past press conferences with me, I, you know, I tend to uh, talk a lot. And I'll tell you, I ran as a cop, not a politician for this office. And it kind of comes through in my press conferences. But uh, what happened basically was this guy, he gets out of prison. We sent him to prison for six and a half years for home invasion. He gets out, and then he breaks into four houses in a little community uh, in the west side of our county named Pace, Florida. And uh, he breaks into four houses. Uh, our guys are chasing him all around. We've got a perimeter set up, and we're closing the perimeter in. And he's jumping fences and kicking in doors. And, and uh, finally, one of the guys, one of the deputies says, shots fired. And um, it wasn't us shooting. It was a homeowner. And so then he jumps another fence. He did not get hit. 
he jumps another fence and gets into another house, and we corner him in a bedroom. And when they kick the door to the bedroom, he jumps out through the glass. I mean, just busts the glass out of the window, dives into the backyard where one of my deputies was waiting and took him into custody. Sheriff, you know, having grown up in New York City and I lived in Maryland for over a decade, which are uh, May issue rather than shall issue states, it's almost impossible. You have to sacrifice your firstborn to ball or whatever to get a firearm. You know, uh, uh, when I was a cop up there in the NYPD, when you're the rookie, you get stuck in the cells. And I would talk to the perps who got caught, you know, because what else are you going to do for eight hours? You know, why'd you do, I, I consider it like a case study in psychology. You know, why'd you do what you did? You know, I'd ask him a whole bunch of questions and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting kind of passing the time and get their thoughts on things, even outside of what they did. And a lot of them would say things that were really interesting, you know, like they'd insinuate, like they, they love an unarmed population was basically uh, one of the common themes I'd hear because then they know that the, the guy or the woman they're going to confront aren't going to fight back or aren't going to shoot back. That's not a problem down here in Florida. I mean, Florida, we respect the Second Amendment. And I'd say it's a pretty bad idea down here in Florida to be breaking into someone's house. You you stand a pretty darn good chance of of someone defending their lives and their families. And uh, you're taking your life in your hands down here doing that. Yeah, you are. And, you know, that's the way it should be. Because look at the gun-free zone of Chicago. How's that working out for them? You know, more murders there in a weekend than we have in two or three years down here in, in my neck of the woods. So um, I'll tell you this. I tell everybody, and I say it ad nauseum, if you can qualify for a concealed weapons permit, get it and carry a handgun. And I I want all my citizens that can do that to, to have access to the gun and defend themselves. I mean, you know, cops, we try to get there as fast as we can, but three minute response time to an armed home invasion, a lot can happen in three minutes if you don't have a gun and they do. We're talking to Sheriff Bob Johnson from Santa Rosa County, Florida. Had a viral video this week about the home invasions and uh, being armed. Sheriff, you're right. When I ran for Congress up in Maryland, I ran in one of the biggest congressional districts in the country. It goes all the way from Western Maryland down into the D.C. suburbs. It was, I mean, to drive from from tip to the end of it would be maybe close to six hours. And when you got out to Garrett County, Mountain, Maryland. You know, I mean, you could be legitimately 20 minutes away from a deputy getting to you. And I remember the uh, the sheriff out there had this exact same conversation with me where he said, Dan, an armed population that's trained and knows what they're doing and is, you know, responsible with their firearms. They're our best friends. It's a force multiplier. He's like, I can't get a deputy out to one of these houses in the mountains and anything even close to 20 minutes. You're basically on your own. I mean, you got to remember, as you well know, Sheriff, the police are there to enforce the law, but they're not our personal security guards. I mean, I can prove it. If someone can't call you and go, hey, Sheriff, I want a car out in front of my house 24 hours a day. It's not going to work that way. They're not your personal security force. So a good armed population that that utilizes their Second Amendment God-given right, that is your force multiplier. Oh, definitely. And, you know, a lot of people seem to forget, especially in Washington, that the primary duty of the government is to protect its citizens. And part of that is allowing the citizens to protect themselves. That's one of the biggest parts of it. And I I think they've totally gotten away from that on the federal level. And a lot of states, you know, California, Colorado, places where you can't get a handgun, you know, the criminals, like you said, they love it. Uh, They don't have to worry about breaking in the house in in California and getting shot. So, um, 
you know, to me, it just makes common sense. And that's why I said what I said. It's it's nothing that should be earth shattering. My citizens realize that I want them to be armed. And and so they're kind of used to me by now. Now, I, I know you're out in Santa Rosa up in the panhandle, which is very, very conservative. They respect God-given rights out there. They're really, really terrific, wonderful people out there in the panhandle. But there's always, you know, naysayers. Uh, have you had any, you know, negative feedback from uh, from people in the district about the speech? Um, not in the district, but we're getting, you know, the usual stuff, death threats and phone calls like that, that uh, some people are taking on my behalf. But, um, you know, Santa Rosa County, we're about 80 percent, I think, Republican. Um, and, you know, I say this, too, 99 percent of the people in this county support law enforcement and the other one percent is in my jail right now. So it's uh, it's a great place to work. It's a great place to be a cop. And, and that's one of the reasons why we're full. We have a waiting list to get hired here. You know, we have a great sheriff down here uh, too, Sheriff Snyder uh, in Martin County. He's he's a wonderful guy. And, uh, you know, like you, he believes in this crazy idea called enforcing the law. I mean, I know it's nuts in today's defund the police society. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. But, we, we, you know, the criminals, they talk, Sheriff. They talk. They talk to each other. I know this from experience. You know it as well. And the thing down here in, in, in southeast Florida, where I am in Martin County, is they know when they cross the line from south Florida, where some of the policies may be a little bit more permissive, they know when they cross the line into Martin County to do a U-turn. Matter of fact, there's a hashtag, wrong exit. Like, don't get off here in Martin County because we enforce the law. I mean, you've probably seen that in your life. They talk to each other. They tell each other, don't go to Santa Rosa. The sheriff there's not kidding. He's actually going to enforce the law. They're not stupid, these criminals. No, they're not. And and you're right. They talk to each other, and they know where to go and, and, and who to bother and who not to bother. And that's the great thing about Santa Rosa County. You know, you can have a low, low lady here. She'll be 70 years old, and she'll have a gun in her purse and be carrying it legally. So, you know, you can't just pick somebody out and jump on them in Santa Rosa County because we defend ourselves here. We're, we're talking to Sheriff Bob Johnson. Santa Rosa County gave a viral speech on uh, what you should do to protect yourself in your home, exercising your Second Amendment rights. Sheriff, last question. I'll let you go. I, I really do appreciate your time. We're going re, re, to rebroadcast this interview on my podcast because we're really uh, we're looking forward to this. You know, your thoughts on this broken windows policing. I grew up with it in the NYPD during my early years as a police officer. It's very simply stated, you have to enforce the law on the low-level stuff. You get a bunch of... Uh, you know, in New York City, when I was there in the pre-Rudy Giuliani era, Sheriff, you broke into a car and you got caught. You did no jail time. You got a desk appearance ticket. You got out. They'd play it down to unauthorized use of a vehicle. You'd never show up for court. And that was it. Giuliani gets in there. They said, nope, nope, that's over. You steal a car. You're going to jail for, for GLA. And we're going to put you away as long as possible. And all of a sudden, criminals are like, wow, you can't steal cars. I'm like, this isn't complicated. You have to enforce the little stuff. The sheriff down here does it. I'm sure you do it, too. But your thoughts on that? You let the little stuff metastasize. The big stuff comes later. Yeah, exactly. And we enforce all the laws here. And, you know, every once in a while, we'll use a notice to appear and not put somebody in jail for a crime. But it's it's rare. I mean, it does happen, but we do enforce the, the low-level stuff. And you're right, you know, that uh, broken window mentality. It's um, If you let that go, next thing you know, criminals are going to say, hey, well, I can get by with this, so I'm going to keep doing this. And perfect example, California up in their, their uh, 
grand theft thing to like a thousand dollars. So all these guys yes. going in their stores taking nine hundred dollars worth of stuff, walking out, knowing they're not going to get arrested. That's the dumbest right. thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's such a great. That is such a great example. If you tell the criminal you can steal up to a thousand dollars without any serious jail time, what are they going to do? They're going to go steal a thousand dollars. Now they're not stupid. They may be life dumb in their life choices. But they're not stupid with their criminal choices. They're going to go to places where they can commit crimes and get away with it. Sheriff, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate that speech. You standing up for the Second Amendment and the rule of law. And I know the country does, too. So thanks a lot for your time. We appreciate you and your service. Thank you. You take care. You got it, folks. That was Sheriff Bob Johnson, Santa Rosa County. Telling you, don't break in. I'm I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm doing you a favor if you were a bad guy in Florida. It's not a joke. Do not break into homes down here. There is a probably a greater than 10% chance that you will not exit that home like you entered, if you exit at all. I'm not kidding. I'm telling you, I don't have a friend anywhere in Florida that doesn't own multiple handguns and is not willing to use them to defend their family. I'm not telling you you should break into a home anywhere else either. I'm just telling you down here, Jim, probably Texas too. I said, Texas, you probably, your chances aren't any better in that, Mike, right? Your, ch- your chances aren't any better out there. My, you're getting a big yes or Yeah, your chances are no better in Texas either. But I'm telling you in Florida, they are not good. They are not considerate a favor. I just did you. Your chances are not good. That was Santa Rosa County, uh, Florida Sheriff Bob Johnson. Uh, let me tell you about our last sponsor first. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Folks, thanks again for listening in. Please check out the radio show. We have critical guests during the weekday. They have information that gets out there. It doesn't necessarily make it on the weekday podcast because it's just me. That's why we put this Sunday show together for you. We really appreciate it. You can hear me every weekday across the country on over 300 plus radio stations. If you want to know where, go to Bongino.com. Just click on Station Finder. Thanks for listening. You just heard Dan Bongino.